podcast to Eve. Um, I'm in the company of a man who I had the great pleasure of uh, moving next to 13 years ago. And um, we have gently and over that space of time gotten to know one another. Um, and I've learned plenty in just discussing everything and nothing with this man. Seamus Greeley is his name. And um, where do you come from, Seamus? Kunda Wio. Kunda Wio. August Kildara. August Kildara. How long were you in Mayo? I left Mayo when I was six, about. You yeah. were six. So well, we you... used to go there every summer on holidays. So the connection is strong, yeah. There was, um, there was a movement of people from the West to... Oh, the word, yeah, the... Up to Mead and, and Kildare and... and uh, yeah. Principally, they were the two counties. The two main counties, yeah. There's no doubt you have a, a strong Oh, memory. great memories, yes, yeah. yes. My uncle making the sheepdog out of us, running up the hill to... Yeah. Run up the... Yes. Sheep and getting a good rollick and then... <laughs> for the sheep not coming down, but... Oh, good times, very good times. What was the what was the na- the area in Mayo? It was Glen Calvary. As they're going from from Ballycastle to Glenamoy or on the Balmullet Road, mm-hmm. that's the coast road from Ballina to uh, Balmullet. Mm-hmm. And you come to to uh, Balderig, and mm-hmm. Balderig there was a pub there, but that pub is now closed. And um, about Three miles past that, on the left-hand side, there was uh, a road now. I mean, three miles is nothing for a road down there because you could go about ten miles and all you get was rocks and a road and that was it. Uh. And, uh, but this was a, a road anyway and you drive in for about a mile and then right down under was the, the... I think there was seven houses there and right down there that was right down under you in the valley mm-hmm. and then it was all nearly all bog around it but then when my uncle died the son that inherited the farm he drained it and the whole lot and mm. that uh, it's now a very big farm over a hundred acres of arable land good good land, land yeah mm. But then salmon, we were reared on salmon, sure. Were you? Yes. And how would you come come about? Oh, the nets across the river and. Is and, that right? Uh, yeah. 
the cops used to have, have the, the, in Glenamoy, that was the local station, mm-hmm. and they used to have the, when the flood would be you'd come and you'd know when the flood was coming from the actions of the birds or yeah. the, some of the animals or whatever they'd anyway, behave in yeah. such a way and, and uh, the locals knew what, what was coming from the, from the habits of the, of the animals, animals or birds and that, mm-hmm. but the cops had a, a net across the, the river mm-hmm. to stop the salmon going up so that they'd have it themselves. But there was a, a couple of fellas used to go across and cut the nets and let the salmon up. And uh, then there'd be a, a cop coming in, but he was on the bike and you'd know to push, the, push him on the bike. And you could see him a mile away in the on the brow of the hill coming in. And sure, as soon as we'd see him, we'd be able to pack up and holiday kids again. <laughs> the river, the river that went into, that's where, it's on the, the estuary of that in which the oil the effort is now, you know. Oh, the, the gas, is it? The, 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 the gas, Oh, the yeah. shell business, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just around there, is it, yeah? Yeah, at, at the, that's supposed to be the fastest estuary in Europe, that one. Uh, really? They're oh. all deadly now. See the at the rate that that comes in, and you see a lot of the, see a lot of the dubs going down there and that, and fellas who don't know the countryside too well, and they go out and into it, and geez, next thing you hear the shouts of them, oh! <laughs> Regardless of what they were told before, and they knew everything, you know. Yeah. As but you, the poor devil, thanks be to God, there was no one lost, but they got a fright in mm-hmm. And that would, uh, I mean, that means a lot of salmon, is it? does it? I mean... Or it does mean yeah. a lot. It, it used to mean a lot, but yeah. the salmon, well, what you're told now is the salmon has cut down. And see, the young fellas are all gone out of there, and, and yeah. uh, the locals and the holiday makers that go down are not... You know, you need the young fellas in the area to be able to... The bit of boldness. Well, a bit of, if you want to get up to a bit of poaching or anything like that, yeah. that's the young fellas in the area that'll show you what to do. And, yeah. and tell you that... The timing and... Yeah. There was one fella there. We were baptised in the same water and... and uh, the same age and, and the lot and... and uh, I was always boasting about Mayo in New York or in Boston. Mm. And uh, this fella said to me, uh, there's a bit in the paper today about your your uh, place you were talking about in Mayo, where you come from, mm. and uh, Glen Calvary. And ah. I said, oh, is there? He said, there is. There's a fella called Clinch. And he was my friend now. And... and uh, I got the, the Boston Globe and there was two pages given to him. He invented that uh, spare hip, you know, the, yeah, really. or the improvement, uh, yeah. whatever it was. Of the, the hip replacement. Or the right. hip or leg yeah. replacement. And uh, then I got the, the New York paper, what was the big paper, the Herald is it or? It's the New York Times. Times or, yeah. uh, I got that 
And there were another couple of pages given to him on that as well. But Shosha, he was known to, to me as Shosha Clinch, and uh, they called him George Clinch. And I didn't put two and two together oh. until I'd finished them. The article? Yeah, and uh, it said uh, he was uh, George Clinch from Glen Calvary in County Mayo. And I think they said a place you'd never find unless some of the locals <laughs> brought you to it. But and Calvary, what? Glen Calvary, I think it was. Nice. But I don't know who Calvary was. Yeah. That's the King Calvary. Yeah, Calgary. You'd imagine, yeah, and and there there could be a Wicklow connection then with calorie, the calorie bog and all of that, isn't it? The same calorie, I wonder. Oh, Jesus, it'd be a long way from Wicklow down to there. It would. It would have been well. A hundred and sixty miles, a bit more from Dublin down to there. It's on the. It's on the. The uh, very north. West coast of Mayo. Every drop of shagging rain that falls in Mayo must fall there. <laughs> Still, they farm it and they make out well out of the farms. And oh, it was. It's a majestic county. I know it just from occasionally coming in and doing a gig or, or you know, spending a night with friends. But I've never holidayed down there so much. But uh, the majesty of the place, the, the monumental, the mountains, you know, and the... Well, if you get people from Kerry coming in there or from Gala, oh, you don't have any mountains here, you have only hills. <laughs> you tell them to go out and climb the bloody things and <laughs> yeah. they'd know what they were. But I tell you, it was hard going there around and mm. up them blooming uh, sheep. See, the, the mountains, most of them were, were commonage. Fellas would have all kinds of claims, or I reckon they had claims. Oh, yeah, okay. And their relations living in Dublin or someplace, they have a couple of hundred sheep out in them. And They'd be sneaking them in. Oh, sure. And sneaking somebody else's sheep out of them when they were going as well. Oh, God, yeah. But, I, know, I mean, I've noticed, I think, the worst falling out with people is right of way and that kind of thing, isn't it? The and a, land. a foot of land, a foot of, of land. Oh, oh that... Murder, yeah. Yeah, but the right of ways, yeah, and the water. Uh, but there's no yes. shortage of water in bloody North Mayo. There's... No. And do you, do you remember moving to... Oh, I do, yeah, yeah. I remember moving... Came in the turf train from Ballina to Manola, and, and uh, that was a turf train. Hmm. Oh Christ, the bloody old thing! I could the train could get halfway there, and shut down because there was no steam coming out of the turf, oh. so it fired. <laughs> it had to be wet turf. That oh really? And. Uh, Oh, you'd miss the train then, and it'd be maybe a late train. You might miss it. Have to spend your back to Balna and spend the night there. Your mother would be cribbing, and your <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no forgiveness. Oh, no forgiveness. And um, I think my eldest brother used to have a few um, console man. Yes. Uh, 
He was a great Kamalia singer, though. Very, very Your brother. good. Though. Yeah. Very, very. And so was my father, yeah. And uh, my father, was, the, the two of them are dead, God rest them. Two mm. of them are both Johnnies, and mm-hmm. the third Johnny is gone as well. And uh, yeah. it was amazing, though, that the God wiped out the Johnnies. In, the Johnnies of your family. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and the third Johnny was your first son. First son, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was good. No, he was a good boxer and a good... He had a lot of cop on. And, uh, you were close, the two, like, as, as oh, friends. We worked, we worked in, in America together now yeah. and... Uh, we had a company going there, and he sacked me the week before he was killed. He sacked me. Yeah. He told me he had equal shares with me in the company, and I was to go and uh, go and have a holiday for myself. And uh, but he was a, uh, I got on well with men, but he knew he knew the difference, even though he was only, no, he was only just twenty one when he was killed. But mm. God rest him. But mm. he knew the. The difference between a good worker and a, and a, a slacker or a fella that knew the loss and yeah. do nothing. But I was tough. He could look after himself too. And, and uh, he was a very good mixer now, very, very good. But he liked people? He did, but we had a, a, an agreement that we'd only have a drink on a Friday or Saturday night mm-hmm. and the rest of the time was for getting work and getting the clear work mm-hmm. done or just getting going it takes a good while you go in the States you know they're, yeah. and I wouldn't say the best friends are the Irish either they're mm. um, but we're go, just getting going anyway when that happened to him but yeah yeah oh sure yeah so we let the Lord, I suppose, that's it. Mm. He's buried in Rath Coffee. He is, and made him, yes, the graveyard yeah. for a coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did, well, father and mother are buried there as well. Well, the youngest sister, she, she was uh, died in America, and she was cremated. Some of her ashes are buried there, but the eldest fellow is buried there. and. What was the difference between life in Kildare and life in Mayo? Did would you would you, would you be dying to get back to Mayo, or was it or dying to get back to Kildare? Or no, at that time I would, but then I found Kildare afterwards. The Kildare people were extremely nice, mm-hmm. extremely uh, yeah, a very good, very uh, kind people, very kind people, mm. very kind, yeah. Of course, it's an Irish trade that uh, this jealousy and, and, you know, looking at somebody else and they'll wish you well until you get knee high and then after that, the other thing. Did you ever consider that that was a... that that came from a certain amount of safety? Like, if if you put your head up too high, it would be shot, you know, and it was like, keep your head down, don't be getting too big in yourself or you'll be... you'll draw trouble on us. Well, I'll tell you, the Kildare people were more, what I found is they were more used to... Uh, Colonial. To, well, no, well, maybe that was part of it, but they were mm. more used to money than getting better money than they were down the West. Yeah. Down the West, they had to go to England, and they used to go to England yes. and 
God bless the poor devil, mm. should I drink more than... Than they'd earn, yeah. 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 Say hello to Independent Weekend Home Delivery. Save up to 40% with the Irish Independent and Sunday Independent delivered to your door every weekend. Plus, enjoy premium access to independent.ie and read our interactive e-paper edition all week long. All from just €5 per week. Search for Independent Home Delivery now. Your free travel card can be used on all Expressway coach services. Despite restrictions, we're staying on the road. Whether you need to attend a medical appointment or for any other essential journey, remember to travel with Expressway. Expressway. Keeping Ireland connected. Here's your chance to win a top-of-the-range smartphone, a Doro 8050, designed specifically for seniors. Doro are market leaders in creating phones with clearer sound and larger text, one that's protected if it falls or can alert others if you do, and makes staying in touch with family and friends simple and enjoyable. Doro helped to make ageing an independent, secure and rich part of life. As you know, age is just a number. All you need to do to win a Doro smartphone is go to the website seniortimes.ie and follow the instructions. The lucky winner will be announced on the Senior Times Facebook page. Doro Phones, making technology easy for all. Our health service is here for you this winter and we're taking every step to protect you from COVID-19. Our services are open and working from routine appointments to urgent care. Remember to check your prescriptions and keep a list of your medicines handy. And look out for your Keeping Well This Winter booklet in the post. Visit hse.ie or call HSE Live on 1850 24 1850 for more information. From the HSE. You were in England for a while. Oh, I was. <laughs> Paddy, yeah. <laughs> the first time I... Uh, I went over there walking. There was a fella, Morrissey, his son is solicitor there in Dundrum now, and Michael Morrissey, yeah. and um, Johnny, itself and Johnny went over. The reason we went, we went over was uh, the pubs were open Christmas Day, and, we, and you know, there was no pubs open here Christmas Day, and uh, Johnny was in Cork, and a real Cork man, real Cork, <laughs> and... Uh, he would tell you what he thought of you straight away. And he might as well be on the radio as, as, uh, as talking to you because he couldn't talk in low voice. <laughs> Everything was shouting. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, God rest of me, very there only a couple of weeks ago. But Johnny, the two of us got a, a, a job as porters at this station there. Mm. At that station that served the train going north, I forget. Mm. what the name of it was, but uh, this fella came in a real British Army officer type and, mm. and uh, I was carrying in two cases for him and, and uh, he said, oh, and we get in there, there, there are two more and there are two packets and uh, I hope you don't do it in the real Irish style is upset the packages and throw them around. And I just said, here, take a lot, you bollocks. And <laughs> so the next thing, anyway, he said, I'm going to report you. So the next thing, on the loudspeaker, out came my name, will just really go to the office. And I didn't pass any remarks or anything. 
Are you in trouble, boy? Johnny, are you in trouble, boy? I said, I don't know yet. And, and uh, next day out, the station master came and he was telling me I was sacked and all this. And Johnny, God rest him from a distance and shout, Greedy boy, if you're gone, I'm gone too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were short reporters and, and but anyway, we... Did you hang in or did, did you go? Did oh, we went. You yeah, went. We went and... and uh, he pulled too much rank, the, this army lad. He was a bit of a twitch, <laughs> but... Uh, I'll be, you know, you could tell what he was, you know. Yeah. And uh, But then the, the signage on the, the jeep he was in came up, you know. You could see it straight that he was uh, what he was, but... Um, Oh, then, uh, Johnny was something else. He was sleepwalk at night time. And there was a train going by the flat we were staying in. There was a train used to go by it in the middle of the night. And Johnny waking up every night and around the place. They're going to blow the place up. They're going to blow it up. And we went then to Wales. Johnny came home and... I went to Wales with this other fella and uh, there was a, a strike on, some kind of a, a strike on in the, in the uh, shipyards. The Royal Yacht Britannia was in for repair, repair in Swansea docks and uh, the stevedore there was Patrick Pierce. That was his name. Hmm. And uh, one thing you had to do was go to Mass on a Sunday. He insisted on that. That was one of the conditions of employment mm. with him, that you'd go to Mass on a Sunday. We used to go to Mass and into his pay at the pub as well there, and into the pub after Mass. And uh, so God knows when. Anyway, it didn't take a hell of a lot to set you flying at that. Mm. Was there music? Oh, there was. It was mm. the biggest, you know what, in, in Swansea, but... Uh, yeah. Aye, but he was nice. Now, he was not very nice to us, that fellow. And, uh, but then we earned whatever money we got there. Uh, oh, back in days. Uh, well, he looked after us now. Well, he made sure, you know, that we got proper digs. And yeah. You trained a few boxers in your time, did you? You were in the... I I brought a world. few boxers over from, from Dublin over to... to yeah, Hagler, the same stable Hagler was in, and, and uh, Marvis Marvin, who was a nice, very nice fella too, mm-hmm. except the six weeks uh, that he was on. The, you know, before he'd have a fight, he'd have the, the curfew on him or whatever. He, yes, he did. Lockdown or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and... and uh, Oh, he was being vile out of then. But, but the man that spared him the most and that um, looked after him the most was Terry Christlow, was the doctor. And uh, But when Hagler retired, Terry was being mooted as the next uh, the next contender for the middleweight title of the world. And um, whatever happened anyway, there's various rumours going around that it was the American... Boxing Union or Boxing, whatever it was, that mm. told him that uh, he had qualified to 
save people, not to maim them. And, uh, yeah. But it transpired anyway that the fella who was the head fella in the uh, in the boxing union there, <coughs> whatever it was, uh, he was an ex-doctor. Mm. And, uh, and he was the one that was given out the... So uh, there's always a bit of that, isn't there? Did you box yourself? No, I didn't. No, jeez, no. But what does it take to to look after a boxer? Like what? How do you? You want to be prepared for plenty of bloody that uh, you're going to get plenty of insults and plenty of a boxer turning on you as quick as anything else. You know, yeah. Yeah. there was a fellow from the brawler from from. Kilkenny. Oh. Is that Lawler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Jeepers, uh, he was supposed to be out running in the morning time, and if he dropped below 15 miles an hour, I was to blow the horn. <laughs> and uh, he was fond of his Durham as well, but mm. if he got a chance, but uh, I just warned me, don't come around here and... Uh, spying on me yeah? <laughs> and I say you're not supposed to be drinking and uh, that's my business <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know you get all this kind of thing but um, oh he came back one day I blew the horn and he was after a session the night before and I blew the horn a good few times at him next thing he came back and he said if you blow that stone so hard and again I'll take that fat head off you <laughs> So, oh, but there were, there were good times now, Lawler. Mm-hmm. The cops pulled him up. We weren't long there now. The, he was driving and, and uh, of course, Ben was at his own leisure driving and, and uh, it was always beyond the limits anyway, but uh, mm-hmm. this cop pulled us up. What's your name, Lawler? What's your first name? Ben. Where are you from? Paulstown. Where's Paulstown? Kilkenny. Where's Kilkenny? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at him and to say, a tea. <laughs> it's in Ireland. Do you know where Ireland is? <laughs> he said to him. <laughs> oh, your man couldn't contain himself from from laughing that yeah. state trooper uh, uh, seldom you see them smiling even mm-hmm. and uh, he said uh, excuse me a minute and he went around the back of the car and there he was and I'm laughing and uh, he came back and he said listen I'm letting you off this time but at the second bridge up there you want to watch yourself they won't let you off the same as I did mm. and uh, Lord, give the thumbs up and okay, and off he went. Our health service is here for you this winter, and we're taking every step to protect you from COVID-19. Our services are open and working, from routine appointments to urgent care. Remember to check your prescriptions and keep a list of your medicines handy. And look out for your Keeping Well This Winter booklet in the post. Visit hse.ie or call HSE Live on 1850-24-1850 for more information from the HSE. Your free travel card can be used on all Expressway coach services. Despite restrictions, we're staying on the road. 
Whether you need to attend a medical appointment or for any other essential journey, remember to travel with Expressway. Expressway. Keeping Ireland connected. Here's your chance to win a top-of-the-range smartphone, a Doro 8050, designed specifically for seniors. Doro are market leaders in creating phones with clearer sound and larger text, one that's protected if it falls or can alert others if you do, and makes staying in touch with family and friends simple and enjoyable. Doro helped to make ageing an independent, secure and rich part of life. As you know, age is just a number. All you need to do to win a Doro smartphone is go to the website seniortimes.ie and follow the instructions. The lucky winner will be announced on the Senior Times Facebook page. Doro Phones, making technology easy for all. Say hello to our Premium Plus e-paper bundle. The interactive replica edition of the Irish Independent, Sunday Independent and The Hurl. Every paper, every day, delivered to your tablet, phone or desktop for less than €3.50 per week. Subscribe at independent.ie. Up close and independent. I tell you, the Irish over in America are not as good now as the Irish in England were to one another. The Irish in England were very good to one another. But mm. in the States, they were very bad. This Irish thing, you know, being... Competitive, kind of, or...? Being jealous, jealous. of one another, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they wouldn't like see anybody rising up in life above their station in life. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the feeling now that you'd get. And, um, whereas in England, they'd, they were a different breed altogether, whatever. Yeah, I suppose because maybe the, like, there was an awful lot of weight against the Irish in England, wasn't there? In, there was, but so, they'd treat you differently, but then... After a while, they, you know, they, they were told off not enough anyway that they were here for 800 years and they wouldn't want it. Or mm. There was no need for them being here. And yeah. A lot of them took that on board as well and, and found out. But they were never taught any history going no. to school or nothing about Ireland or anything else. Oh, no, and then when they books. got to know you, they, they read up about it and yes. they had a different... Outlook all together then. Mm. And, uh, but I found them now, maybe I was wrong, but you know, you're tightly or. Every, every issue, look, and yeah, every opinion. Yeah, yeah you're tightly the opinion, yeah. And, uh, it's the design of a place, isn't it? The, the, the design of a country, the design of how a country uh, controls its people. I mean, a con- the countries that. That we like we in Ireland we were we had a different system of 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 existence, and then we had a kind of a we had a more eurocentric maybe even roman style uh system imposed upon us and 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 therefore and that's a particular style of of control it's a con- you know you're you're being governed but you're being controlled like and um it's 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 it startles me how more people don't just kind of wake up to that really that it, it's a and the education system pays into that keeping people obedient to a, a just a system of control to make money for a small amount of people and that's a you know that's an opinion yeah well that's yeah. quite true yeah but it's the shape of things but the metal the metal thing 
is very much you can see that in England, the male now, yeah, and the male. Uh, compared to America, you mm. see it very much in in England in the fellas working in England. They're working there, and they're uh, if somebody comes up uh, with something there, they'll help them out regardless of what they're. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Oh, I could do that as well," and all this, and but they'd help whoever it was, and then. He and Thornton would help them if they were starting off. You'll yeah. find that that from areas or counties, you'll find that yeah, there's a few fellas who uh, progress, and there are others then who who are working for them, but who aren't quite as wealthy as the fellas at the top. But these fellas are look after like Murphy now. Mm. Murphy had. Uh, the two Morphys, the grey and the green. Yeah. But uh, the green fella, now, uh, Jesus, they were wild. They had the, the, the wilds of the, the western seafront now. And, and, yeah. uh, but you had to be from Kerry to, unless you were from Kerry, now, it was most unusual to get a... a a foreman from a leg up, right? Yeah. Anywhere other than from Kerry and and uh, but he was a nice fella, Murphy, a very nice fella when you mm. got to know him and mm-hmm. or when he got to know you, but mm. he tried and knock the stuff out of you before Before getting to know you. <laughs> There's one way of getting to know you. Yeah. But uh Yeah. I mean I'll always remember uh, on listening to Radio Nogeltachta and uh a Connemara man, the most gentle sounding man. And, you know, so, so would there be the occasional fighters? And, ah, oh, there would, but sure, that was just social, you know. It's just, we were just socialising. Well, there was a fella from Donegal. I got a job, now I was only, uh, I don't know, 22 or so, and, and I got a job as a chippy in the building of Vauxhall mm-hmm. in, in, uh, Luton, and this fella came up, uh, your ticket, and I said, at home in my bag. And he said, I don't mean that kind of a ticket, just stupid so-and-so. He said, your union ticket? Oh, and yeah. I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, you don't work here to get it, and you won't get into it either. He said, we don't want them as tickets. Because you. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, but he had asked me where I'd come from and all that before, and, and he was a dumb, this fella. But uh, anyway, I was walking out, and who the hell did, did uh, this fella says to me, what's wrong with you? Mm. And I said, nothing. Why did he ask me? He said, <clears throat> you have a long puss on you. And uh, I didn't hear puss since I was a young fella. Yeah. And, uh, but you have a long puss on you. Don't he go all, fella? And... Uh, I felt, you know, it was very, he said, if, can you scaffold? I said, I can. He said, go over there and tell them I started you. Yeah. And uh, seemingly he was, uh, you know, he had plenty of shouts around the area yeah. anyway. And uh, yeah. the Thursday night down in the local hotel was the place where the Paddies used to go to squander the money and... Mm-hmm. and uh, there was a dance hall there as well, but I was in this 
this night and and uh, this Thursday night, and here was the row going on and the Donegal man in the middle of it. And of course, geez, I was indebted to him, so I went in to take his part. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, keep out of it, keep out of it. This is a most relations only. But it was relations only that were fighting. And he yeah. said to me after that, they said, thanks be to God, you listen to me, he said, because then it have got really dirty. He said, yeah. there's only a row between relations. He said, we'd patch it up straight away. Quick but, enough, yeah. Uh, yeah. The heat would rise and then would fall. Ah, uh, no, he, he, I must say he was very, very, very nice. Extremely nice. He wouldn't take a drink or any bloody thing off me and, and uh, won't understand me drink and all that sort. But um, you had that kind of, uh, I suppose some people would call it, but it wasn't clannishness. It was, you know, if you were Irish, you were Irish. And there was mm, a, it was a way of... give a damn where you came from yeah. in Ireland, but... Yeah. Well, we it's it's we understand each other. That's isn't it? I mean, understanding somebody is is that that's about it. <laughs> well, the duty calls us. All of a sudden, nobody only themselves. <laughs> but but ah, they were good now. But uh, ah, like they were um, they were looking for their bonus, the bonus. That's what they used to call it, the bonus. And uh, you know they have a, uh, their own dialect as well. A bonus was the bonus. And, mm. and uh, they were looking for for six weeks or something. I had told uh, McAlpine's reps that uh, if we don't get it next week, there's going to be trouble here. Mm-hmm. And they kept playing them off with that all the time. All the paddy still do nothing. So, Revolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Thursday night, no bonus in the oak, in the pay slip, so mm. up they went and they were after shifting the chalk cliff. Now the chalk cliffs were about 200 feet high, you know, they dug the, the to get the ground level to get, uh, mm-hmm. for the car assembly and uh, those cliffs, 200 foot high cliffs and that's where the they were known as the Black Gang. That's where they were up there and their machines and the whole lot. And the, oh, I don't know, there was about 10 million quids worth at least of machines up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started them up, tied the throttles down and down over the side went the lot of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, they came in, they got their boat ass that night, uh, but... Uh, yeah. But then there was Tough another fella. People, huh? He was like his egg done a certain way and they weren't doing it to his liking in the kitchen. So what did he do? And he started up the dozer and straight through the kitchen and the whole lot. Dozed the whole lot out of it. <laughs> and that's because the cook didn't cook his egg properly. <laughs> oh, they were complete nutters now. Uh, but nice for us at the back of it all, you know, yeah. you couldn't... Yeah. Oh, my father had a huge fondness for Donegal people, music, language, place, the whole thing. He really... 
he used to sing a lot of Donegal songs and and he sang in a certain tone that I, when I hear somebody from Donegal singing, I hear my father in them. He was a corkman, but something took his heart in Donegal. I don't know, it, it something really touched him there. And I get it, I get it, I, yeah, I... Well, their language, I can tell you one thing, it's not a direct translation from the Brits anyway. There's a lot of European stuff thrown into it as well, but other... Most of them are into that music and they they yeah. join in and and uh, oh, if you go to, yeah, if you go up to Falcara or uh, or Guido or up, up around there, and you'll just you'll be you'll be brought into a sort of a flow of music, and they play with each other, and there's generations of musicians, and you know you're 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 in you're you are you're into a a bit of a magic land there there's no doubt about it seemingly yeah seemingly yeah i've i've definitely you know i've had an element of that experience and in many levels they they're forgotten county because they're connected like the country seems to relate them to the north to scotland more than that and then well there's a huge relationship then with Going over to Glasgow, working as well, and the and the Guidor people going over would would have a huge bit of a trade there, isn't there? Tell you one thing, they know to look after themselves. Christ Almighty, they're savage when they start. But yeah. I'm surprised there's no good boxers have come out there. Indeed, yeah, yeah. And uh, and they can yeah. last the pace as well, and and uh, <laughs> yeah. The brother was the man that could tell you about all these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he had his own way of looking at it. And so he had. So he would be. He'd be. He'd be fighting in the ring, but he'd have encounters outside of the ring as well. Oh, sure. Listen, mm. you want to beat me? <laughs> he had a lisp, and when somebody come in and that, they'd, they'd be looking at him and and. Uh, no, do you want to beat me? Do you want to beat me? <laughs> <laughs> and that was fine. <laughs> but but he was a nice fella at the back of it, you know, a yeah. gentle kind Your of fella at the back of it all. Mm. And, and But then in the middle of all his gentleness and everything, he'd tell you he'd break your naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, well, Seamus, thanks for taking, giving us your time. No hammer, no hammer, top fortune root. Mashir bawo, 